We're starting in five, four, three, two, and we're going. We're moving. We're 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 again heroes locally, internationally. I don't know if we're international yet. I I do. I've done a podcast with a guy from Britain. He's one of the that's uh, in England. Um, England, Britain. You ever been to England, Britain? Have <laughs> you ever been to <laughs> England, Britannia? I don't think anybody's ever been there. England, but... Britain, London. Uh, have you ever been to Italy, Italia? Have you ever been there? <laughs> uh, Great Britain. Great Britain's a country, and so is England. They're the same thing, Mr. Caliendo. Maybe you should uh, learn a little bit of geography. <laughs> that was my my geography teacher. Oh, Mr. Caliendo, can you go to the map and take a look? Uh, tell me where the United States of America is. Is it the blue? Um, sit down, Mr. Caliendo. We've had enough. <laughs> So where where we last left our where we last left our heroes, Al Jackson was about to talk about an email. Was it an email? It was an email. An email. A troop leader from a troop leader in what part of the country? She is in. How about this for show prep? Yes, I, I don't know. None. Oh, I think she is in Colorado. So yes, Colorado. Calorati. Okay, so that's uh, not from from where you work. No, it's directly where I work. But yes, again, again, I'm confusing states and states. <laughs> <laughs> on the whole, show, it's late when we're doing this. So. Surrounded on all sides by Colorado. I'll blame that, uh, Mr. Kelly. No, maybe you should uh, take this class again. You'll figure it out. Thanks, Mr. Christensen. Okay, I'm gonna go shoot some free throws. He was also the basketball <laughs> coach. Oh, yes. We'll run some laps, shoot some free throws, and then we'll learn about the uh, Louisiana Purchase. <laughs> That's awesome. That's a full day for a kid. Yeah. All right. I didn't play basketball either. But then again, I didn't do geography. <laughs> I did nothing. I, did I was nothing. preparing to be All a right. comic. So let's uh, – pretty. that's kind of true. So where uh, – what's this, what's this troop uh, instigator? What's she well, – now, now I'm the troublemaker. Because I don't want to look at it like that. I do want to hear what she, what she has to say. Well, just to set it up for any of our new listeners, uh, I'm very passionate uh, about random topics. And one of them is I've always questioned where the money uh, from the Girl Scouts goes. Uh, it's kind of tongue-in-cheek, and I say it jokingly, but it's serious. I, I, I've, it's, you know, you it's can't a have both. You're just you're trying to cover yourself on this. It's, well, it's, it's kind of tongue-in-cheek, and it's kind of funny, but it's true and serious. Okay, well, I'll tell you this. I, it started out as I know a joke. exactly what you mean. I mean and I mean. then it, I keep waiting for you somebody to go, well, here it is, blankety-blank. Look, here's a here's a data sheet with all because it's such an interesting business model. And I'll break it down for everybody that's listening for the first time. And, uh, you know, please show me the law, my, the flaw in my logic. Uh, I don't think the Girl Scouts are subject to any uh, restrictions that normal businesses are subject to. Uh, they do not pay their employees. Uh, their it's employees, child labor, right? It's child labor. This laborer is then allowed to pass said product off to other unpaid employees. You're getting so passionate, too. <laughs> I.e. their parents, who then go sell the product for them. These children are allowed to trespass. They're allowed to walk. I am six feet, 230 pounds, Frank. If I walked up to somebody's front door, how, how, much, how long would that happen before there was a squad car following me down the street? 
They walk up to people's homes. They use pressure business tactics. They are allowed to stand in front of kind of like ink. Puss in Boots, right? Puss in Boots yeah. in Shrek. Just that sad <laughs> yeah. look. Oh, yeah. It's good not to be me. Yes, it's like and that they that in Puss in Boots was aware that that look worked again. It gives it power. The cuteness is power. That should be uh, that should be on the ins. That should be their first patch. Cuteness is power. With great cuteness comes great responsibility. <laughs> they then they allow these kids to stand in front of businesses. Imagine if I just stood in front of a a a, a, a Trader Joe's and started selling Al Jackson's. Homemade curly fries. I would be arrested in 10 seconds. You can't do that. Mm. And then we also have a business that does not, not only doesn't pay for its employees, doesn't really have a, a solid store structure. So they don't have to pay for rent or lights or anything like that. And they also, uh, are, you know, I forgot my other point. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, oh, go ahead. Bro. I don't want you. Yeah, so no, so that that's it. So I'm like, with with oh, they they don't want to advertise. That's what it was, Frank. They don't have to. Have, you don't have to like. Oh, it's it, right after this Thai commercial. Here's a commercial for Thin Mints. No, it's it's ger, Girl Scouts are known everywhere. They no, don't. They cost you walking out of the Piggly Wiggly. Yes, because they and they shouldn't be standing there. That's illegal. <laughs> You get so flustered, Ryan. I do. What? What? If you know, and if they funneled all the money to pay for teachers, it would be fine with you, wouldn't it? It would. Yeah, we need to pay our teachers. Who's paying the teachers? The Girl Scouts. I would be smashing those cookies if if it paid teachers. I'd be like, oh, fourth box of Samoas because I care about this school district. Well, you know, what? you know, what? I'm going to start the Italian Scout cookies, because <laughs> huh? that's what it is, right? <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's taken care of. <laughs> it's it's not that far off from your. It's pretty serious, right? Okay, so and what? So, so I got. So they email. have the background on one. Uh, your thoughts on the Girl Scout, and two, your insanity. A little bit of it. I love when it shows through because it's it's. Oh, um, I'm it's a so crazy human. person. Uh, I know. It, the last episode, you were so crazy eloquent with that diatribe on black mirror that you created <laughs> out of thin air and it was incredible and now you're just ready to send the girl scouts up or down the river i don't know which it is i want to i want to collapse this criminal organization frank i want to be standing over the rubble crush these little girls hopes <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you don't know where the money goes. It's a great question. It yeah. really is. I, okay. I, I, I can't believe before you brought it up a few episodes ago. I never believe. I can't believe I never heard it before. I'd never even. It's 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 you. It's that whole thing of. It's almost as though stuffed animals are selling cookies, and you're like, well, they, they, it's stuffed animals. That's There's a perfect nothing. analogy. Something that everybody loves. Yeah, like nobody like, gets. You attach a box of Thin Mints to a puppy. Like, it's just like the two things you love most. It's like it's impossible to say no. It's really a leverage game. Okay. So the this uh, troop leader, is it a den mother pack leader? That's what they had a Cub Scouts pack leaders. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I can I consider her a third up in this criminal enterprise. You know what I, I, hear, I consider? A hero. 
for helping <laughs> these we. girls. There for we helping go. These, I, I found a way to be antagonistic toward you in this episode because <laughs> you're so insane. It's just a, too much fun. It's too much fun. You, you, I've, I've, I've admired uh, you the, the entire short run of this podcast in so many ways and looked and listened to so many things you said and be like, geez, that's just ingenious. This is the thing where I just go, you're a nut job. Oh, I'm crazy. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so I will, I will, uh, I'll skip. I, I promise, I will not skip anything that's uh, uh, something I can't ask. It's just like I, this is like the Gettysburg Address. I have to kind of uh, for time, like they say, this this has been edited for time constrictions. All right, it says, "Hi, Al. I listen to Daily Blast Lives in the afternoons as background for working. I enjoy hearing different points of views. Well, thank you." But I heard a point of view from you. Re- <laughs> Hold on. I like to. I want to. Can I inter- interject with Morgan Freeman things? I would love that. I like to hear different points of view, except <laughs> for the ones you articulate at times. <laughs> I would actually, if we had time, I would love to send this to you and just maybe it would just be for me for you to just read this entire letter as Morgan Freeman. That oh, would- that would have been a great. Ad- we'll do that on another one. We'll do that on another episode. It'll get us, it'll give us more um, content. Oh, so trust, trust me. Right. Be, I, I, love, be to, I love to cut in. So I enjoy other opinions except for this one. <laughs> uh, but I heard your point of view regarding Girl Scout cookies that I completely disagreed on. Your comments came to mind this week while watching my daughter walk the neighborhood selling cookies, and it made me feel compelled to send an email in hopes I could let you see another point of view from someone who is in the depths of Girl Scout of selling Girls, Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> For those of us being blackmailed <laughs> by this entity known as the Girl Scouts of America, you will know the point of view that we live through. <laughs> the trials and tribulations. An understanding that we may never make our way to the top. The Scientology ladder that is the Girl Scouts. All right. It's <laughs> my daughter is a fourth grader who started selling cookies in kindergarten. The first time she tried to sell cookies, it was at a cookie booth. I had to find ways to encourage her to make eye contact and at least say hi. But by the end of her two-hour shift, she was waving and smiling and mustering up a high. By the end of the cookie season, she was <laughs> the cookie season. Cookie season. <laughs> Cooking season. <laughs> Rabbit season? No. Duck season? No. <laughs> Cooking season. I just, I'm thinking about all the steps in my life that led me to be reading this email. Like all the things. All right. So, cookie season. I, you have to reread it because cookie season is such a funny I phrase. Can't it. I can't. <laughs> it was such a beautifully worded sentence. Listen to this sentence. By the end of cookie season, she was courageous enough to walk up to adults and ask them if they wanted to buy a box. <laughs> next week, next week, this is a Morgan Freeman. I'm reading the whole thing as Morgan Freeman oh. and maybe Donald Trump. And maybe- oh, I think they might have to alternate. Uh, okay. This is, this, I have a tear coming out of my eye. All right. So from from this from this mom's point of view, that is amazing. Amazing is in all caps. Where else can she get that kind of opportunity to grow in confidence at such a young age? Sure, being cute helps to make sales, but everyone uses different traits to take advantage of their sales job. 
Jesus. <laughs> what the hell was that? That took a very pimp-like turn. I was about to say that in Nevada, that's legal <laughs> at a certain age. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I'm, I totally get where this mom is coming from so far, and all those points are great. Is that is there more to this? To the yeah, but that's basically uh, okay because none of that has anything to do. Thank you, Frank. With the 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 selling of them has nothing to do. You could go and become uh, a person who's um, more outgoing by just going out there and doing it and just being nice to people, right? You don't have to sell cookies right? in that situation. I love that that's the reason that, I, but who cares? Why can't you just go out there and tie people's shoes for them? Oh, your shoe looks like it's not, there's not, it's selling cookies. So did, did, did the money question get answered at all? Not, or? Well, uh, yeah, I'm going to read this. I'm not going to uh, go all through this, but this next one, uh, this well, one. I'm going to read the whole thing is Morgan Freeman next uh, time. Yeah, so we're, I'm just going to stop after this. But it's really the, just more the same. But she says, as for the money, you should have done some research instead of making wrong assumptions. Woo. Being on a talk show. She's kind of right about that, but I don't know if you. Yeah, I just want to tell her it's called talking out of your ass. <laughs> <laughs> what <do> you... <laughs> there's there's a little truth to that. But at the same time, I don't know if I believe where the money is where they say it's gone. OK. Exactly. And, and that's. Frank, dude, we are brothers from a different mother. Because uh, being on a talk show, you should have, you should have a duty and feel obligated to be properly informed. The money is first handed to a parent who volunteers their time to help manage the, <laughs> manage the girl's cookie sales. Uh, the reason I said it like that is there's an exclamation point after that. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, I'm gonna read it as she wrote. Oh, it. we are gonna be hated by. I'm just Girl Scout Frank, moms. Frank, I am just reading this the way I have not altered anything. No, I I know. I, just, it, I know I'm fine with it. I just I love I'm, it. I'm worried. The money is first handed to a parent who right as though you thought that the kids were and no no at no part of your story and your uh, observation on this did I think you thought the kids were pocketing it themselves. <laughs> And not no. handing it, or at no point did I think that you that the, that the kids were st stuffing it in their shoes or buying <laughs> uh, uh, hallucinogenic gummies from the last episode with them. No, no, it's not. It's so the, the the handing the money to the parent, that's the same thing as keeping them. That that stage doesn't even. That's like when my wife wakes up and she tells me. Or I, I'll say, what are you going to do today? Well, first I'm going to brush my teeth. Well, I know that that's the given stuff. That Don't tell me the things I don't need to hear. <laughs> Just get to the, are you planning to go somewhere, do something? What uh, not part of your day that you don't always do? Like, right. I, don't tell me I'm going to brush my teeth. I have I'm to go to the wash. dentist. That's what I want to hear. Yeah, yeah, that's what appointments do you have? Not what rituals do you uh, <laughs> perform? I will put on pants tomorrow morning, Frank. I'll text you when I yeah, do that. I, uh, for, uh, from the last episode again, I'm not sure if you always do. <laughs> well, you know, you can only see me from the waist up. Okay. All right. So I'm okay. I just have to read it again because I just love the explanation <laughs> point. The money is first handed to a parent who volunteers their time to help the girls manage cookie sales. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, <laughs> ha,
handed to a parent. <laughs> what is that? I just don't. I still don't. I don't. What get... did she? Did she think that I thought that like a black Rolls Royce and a guy named <laughs> Fat Tony rolled down the back window and they threw money in there? I'm assuming they're giving the money to their mom. Uh, okay, so the so the okay. child. We now know that at the first step is the uh, child handing <laughs> the physical money to a parent, which clears nothing up. It clears right. the, okay, but here's where she thinks she, there's a link in here, Frank. Okay. Uh, it says, I encourage you to read this article from my home base news station. Ironically, it's the news station I work for, uh, Nine News. And Does she know that? My home base news? I don't. Or maybe know. they don't know that you, because your show's syndicated, so. Yeah, so I will, uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll go through this as quickly as possible. And again, even this article I have issues with. I am now on the Nine News, and the title of the article is, uh, is called, Where's Your Girl Scout Cookie Money Going? All right, this should clear things up, but I don't mm -hmm. feel like it does. Thin men's Tagalogs, uh, Samoas, just call them all fortune cookies. Coloradans spent, spent $17.8 on Girl Scout cookies last year. Wonder where it's going? Question mark. How many Girl Scout... Um, let's see. This is such a weird... It's such a weirdly... They do that on purpose. It's they, so weirdly... It's a, yeah, you have to keep... It's been manipulated line. by the Girl Scout system. Yes. And so, okay, so how many Girl Scout cookies how do you think? How many Girl Scouts does it take? Yeah, they're <laughs> asking me questions in this article. I'm like, hey, this is your job. <laughs> how many Girl Scout cookies do you think were bought in Colorado last year? Better question, how much do you think the Girl, Girl Scouts use, sold, that sold those to you <laughs> get to keep? Cookie season. <laughs> Gee, I, this reads like a uh, an article in the in the in the economy. They try to throw you off. They they Dude. they bombard you with so much that you I've, can't possibly ever get. It's a maze. I have a master's maze. degree in biomedical sciences. I can't read this article. Grab your thin mints as we tell you the answer to the first question. Four point five million. I'm just doing that whenever there's an exclamation point. So I okay. So that's that's the number. That's the number of cookies that were bought in Colorado last year, four and a half million. The second oh, question depends on how many boxes of cookies you buy. Uh, so there's a set. Okay, so it says, uh, I'm just, Frank, this is so, okay. So we, okay. So this is the hypothetical situation. If a Girl Scout sold 300 boxes at $4 per box. Now it's an algebra problem. Jeez. What, that's $1,200. The troop receiving $195 of that would only would only be 16%. So where does the rest of the cookie money go? First, we need to separate the $4 boxes versus the $5 boxes because the math is different. Holy <laughs> mother of Jehovah. All right, so now we've got X and X plus one. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, you're right. And X is what's <laughs> going to be on your face if you keep asking questions. <laughs> This okay, so I'm just gonna okay. In 2017, the Girl Scouts of Colorado bought more than 17.8 million thanks to cookies. That's the 75.8 million. What I'm gonna read the sentence word for word, <laughs> and this is so strangely written. In 2017, the Girl Scouts of Colorado bought in more than 17.8 million comma thanks to cookies brought in brought in brought in brought in oh i read that wrong that okay. would make that thank you frank that helps I maybe need, maybe I if trouble I, with ours 
You're the invisible R's. What a dummy What's I am. Invisible, like the way this money's going to be. <laughs> I couldn't even get it out. <laughs> okay. So it's, in 2017, the Girl Scouts of Colorado brought in more than $17.8 million thanks to cookies. The 75% that stayed in Colorado, the Girl Scouts of Colorado plus troops, equaled 13, uh, $13,360,525 thousand dollars basically 13.3 million dollars the girl scouts of colorado kept 9.3 million that's interesting they just kept that while the troops kept basically 4 million 3.9 uh 3.98 million what okay this is in quotes what a girl scout pays to go to camp is not nearly what it costs to send a girl to camp the price of a cookie subsidizes that cost uh we own nine properties statewide four of which are major camp properties. That money that the Girl Scouts of Colorado keeps helps to pay for the upkeep of those properties. This is where I'm calling Bravo Sierra. Unless it's the Redwood National Forest, I doubt that it costs $10 million a year to upkeep this. Uh, I don't know. I got some relatives that uh, might disagree with you. Yeah, uh, this is, okay, girls, okay, this is this is where, again, Bravo Sierra, big time on this one. Girl, the Whenever you mention a zip line in the first explanation of where $10 million went, uh, that's where I get the side eye. Girls ride the zip line for the first time, ride a horse for the first time, learn how to shoot a bow and arrow, and learn how to canoe. Those things can be done for about 40 bucks, <laughs> said Harper. Last year, we had a troop go to camp for the first time. Those girls have not would have not been able to experience camp without that. Those girls may not have been able to go to camp without that experience she said the money those also girls would not be able to l spend time outside <laughs> without the 17 million dollars <laughs> a bow and arrow a horse riding a canoe uh, uh what uh so she said uh okay she said the money also pays for grants for girl scouts and volunteers volunteers need to be paid uh, to help pay for camp uniforms, uniforms for four-year-olds, and training. Also, cookie money pays for uh, expanded background checks for volunteers to keep the girls safe. The 22% kept by the troops can be spent however they want. So, yeah, we'll keep this 78%. You have fun with that 22. 22% of 17 million, what, 10 million, 17 million? 22% of that 17.8 the troops keep. Okay. So then None of this is helping me to think. Thank, thank I, you, Frank. I still feel I, I still think you're a little crazy, but I'm a, I might be crazy too. I I opened this link fully thinking that I was going to see a spreadsheet and be like, well, I will drop this because I seem foolish. I feel like this is doubled down. Listen, this is like their big their big thing, and it's it's more for my to my point. This is in quotes. With their cookie money, girls are typically asked to do two things. Do something fun with your troop and do something fun to celebrate, but do something to give back to your community. Where's the money? It's, it, those are all great things. Those are all great things. But there's no specifics. There's no specifics. And it's like, they oh, and this, okay. And listen to this, Frank. This sounds like some pimp stuff right here. Then they go after themselves in the article. They go, okay, but 22%, isn't that low? Well, now you're thinking, well, here's their big, you know, F you, Al Jackson, but we don't get that. Here's what they say after, okay, but 22%, isn't that low? 
their retort is they learn goal setting, money management, <laughs> business, business ethics, how to talk to adults, and they learn how to manage their money. First of all, you already said money management, Chip. Yes. <laughs> Dirt bags. Now I'm getting mad. <laughs> Frank, I am not wrong. This is... A- I think, I, oh, oh, we're both going to be in the crazy house. I do, dude, listen to this nonsense answer. Okay, okay, Frank, let's say you told me to take to take your son and daughter out for uh you got you and your wife are out of town. You're like, "Al, uh we're going to give you a thousand bucks for uh for a hotel and take them to Dave and Buster's and gas and food is a thousand dollars." And I come back with 200 bucks. The kids have not been in a hotel. It's like, oh, we just crashed on the couch. We had to sleep over with marshmallows. And then you say, Al, isn't that 20% low? And then I say, well, Frank, the kids learned goal setting, money management, (laughs) business ethics, and learned how to talk to adults, and they learned how to manage their money. (laughs) How long until your hands were around my throat? demanding your money back the double money management may be the best part as though you by the time you got to manage your money you know i've forgotten that you they learn money management it's not sentence structure they're not learning that it is it's oh my and that's really the end of that's really the end of the article this is the first time i've had tears on the show oh my god and it came it just came from watching you unravel. But I think based on what we talked about, too, <laughs> on the last podcast, I've got a teacher scout cookies. That's Ooh. how we get teachers um, to, to make more money. Teachers go. Door- no, they couldn't. They got to be they got to be young teachers. They got to be 12 year old teachers during cookie season. <laughs> it's well, that are learning that are learning business ethics. That is money management and money management. <laughs> it's money management and they learn how to manage their money. <laughs> that is that is 11 words apart from each other. <laughs> this that is oh my god. I don't I look. I I'm telling you man when I saw the length of this email and then there was a link to a business article about Girl Scout cookies, I was really ready to write this woman back and be like, you know, we're comics. We don't have much of an ego. I'd be like, hey, I was kind of having fun, but at the same time, I was curious. You've quenched that curiosity. This has thrown gas on a grease fire because that last sentence was what you say when you are lying. (laughs) That is... (laughs) Because I've lied, <laughs> I've lied before, and I've said stuff that sounded just like that. <laughs> Al, where is the money that you took from my drawer? Well, I was man- <laughs> teaching you money management <laughs> and business ethics. Oh my goodness! Where is they're openly admitting that they only give the Girl Scouts a fifth, and that fifth is weirdly spent. They're like. The fifth that they mentioned, if they had said, you know what, we have a fleet of white limousines that take these girls to the 50-yard line of Bronco Stadium, that's one thing. Canoeing? Okay, okay. Hold, hold on, hold on. 
the the article doesn't even mention taxes in there anywhere, right? Nowhere. So is it is it's not for profit because people are going to go out and have fun and there's no profit left? Is that <laughs> just break even every year, Frank? It's amazing. They get it right down to the penny. It's like a Hollywood movie. Could a seven-year-old girl have ten million dollars of fun? Well, first of all, they would hand the money to their parents. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. We read so much nonsense. I forgot about that. Step one: What are you? What are you? What are you going to do with the kids today? Well, first, I'm going to wake them up. Yeah, got that. It's this is this is. Weird. It didn't answer. I was hoping that I was hoping you were going to be proven proven wrong. And uh, you weren't. And it's scaring me a little bit. Um, all right. Well, maybe in the next letter you get, uh, we will go even more down the rabbit hole. Is that a saying? Um, yeah, I, I, I don't get it all. I don't know where it's coming from, what it is. Um, but I think we should move on before... <laughs> before yes. you open up a door and there's a Girl Scout with a cookie shooter and you're <laughs> just think, being thin-minted to death. I think, strangely, Frank, you're going to get a weird text saying, uh, Al will not be doing the podcast anymore. He, we, he lost his life due to a poisoning uh, due to cancer while his brake lines were cut and he went over the side of a cliff and Did, left a suicide note at the bottom of and it. And the Boy Scouts are bankrupt, right? The Completely Boy Scouts, bankrupt. Because they don't have the cookies. Because they don't have cute little girls. They like, have ugly, disgusting boys. Jeez, come on. We are. Boys are disgusting. Little girls are adorable. No one's going to say no to a, a girl selling cookies. A I boy, have. you're like, get out of here, you ugly boy. I've done it. I've I've said, I'm sorry. I don't like you. No, I've, <laughs> I've been, I've done the thing where I'm like, I, I love to, but uh, I don't even say I love to. I, I just put my head down and walk. I all right, so let's. We got a couple that, other that's things. Teaching them business ethics. Yeah, I'll teach you. I'll teach you, Hannah. Yeah, uh, you, you know what? You know why I didn't talk to you because you weren't adult enough. Like you weren't adult like enough. You, I don't even know how to say it, but it's cookie season and you're failing. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's all right. So th that's not going to help us. Uh, I will respond to this woman, and we will have a part three follow up to this. I think this is now an investigation. Frank. Yeah, and the next. Um, the next podcast, we will be reading the full letter Morgan Freeman style. That's that's happening. A hundred. Um, if I had it right now, I'd probably read it, but uh, I don't want to waste. I don't time know if it. I'll even be able to get through it. I'll be laughing so hard, I just can't. All right. So there were a couple other things we wanted to talk about. One being, uh, and this is this is pretty. I don't even know if we could do it now. It's so serious. Uh, the Liam Neeson thing. Uh, what he was. He was uh, promoting his latest revenge film, uh, which is <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> these cookie-selling oh, bastards. <laughs> he's getting. He's got, He doesn't have money to pay for his surgical uh. surgeon surgical treatments or what his treatments. So, uh, because the Girl Scouts have taken all his money. No, so he's. Uh, Talking about a revenge film, which is taken on a Zamboni at this point. It's, he's in a snowplow, and somebody's stolen his daughter's cookies. She's stolen. My daughter's cookies have been stolen. She had 22% of $17 million. <laughs> 
so he's talking about being very honest and this is the, this is the this is a huge problem because people are honest about things and this is what gets them in trouble because I think there's some context in this as well. And you may have a differing uh, opinion on this. And I'm looking forward to hearing where you come from on this. Um, you, as, because you do surprise me so many times and go, and I, it's things I never even thought of. So he's talking to, I think a, um, uh, you know, an interviewer that's on a junket where they're talking about promoting the movie and they ask him, where do you get this revenge from? And he's talking about something very serious and very dear to him, very important to him. He's talking about a, a friend of his, I believe, who was raped and the person that, that raped this woman happened to be a black man. Um, and then he proceeds to talk about how he was out of his mind. And the key words to me there is he's saying he was out of his mind and completely admitting he was nuts at that point. And he was going after, uh, he was going out, walking around, almost trying to be instigated by other black people because his brain was so messed up. He generalized that this was what all people of this, um, uh, uh, this perpetrator, the, all people were like that. And he's again saying he was crazy at the time. And, um, and he says, what he does say is these bad, these, this, these two words together. Um, he said, I, I don't know. Do you know what he said? He said, uh, uh, he said, I want to looking for a black man to, to try him so that he could exact his revenge. Yeah. And he said something like black bastard or something. That's what, like what he said. And that's, and that was, and then later he had said, okay, so people start going crazy on that. And I, I think I get, I, I understand somewhat of that. I definitely do. Um, because you just have to be careful how you say things. You have to realize there's history. You have to understand um, where we are right now in tone and in this country. And I think he missed it. And maybe because he lives here, he's from another country, uh, I don't know. I, I know people from other countries that I'm around at times, like um, uh, England and some other European countries, and they, they, they're they very different. They, they say things very different. They're not, as much as it's, I'm told it's way more PC there, some of these people that I'm around, you go, wow, that what you're saying. And it's not like, it's not negative toward any race or anything like that. You're just like, wow, they talk freely about sex and all this kind of stuff. And you're like, holy cow, okay. Um, but he later had said that if it had been an, a, a Scotsman or something like that, he would have looked for every Scotsman. It had nothing to do with the 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 uh, it only had to do with because that's the race of the person or the uh, ethnicity of the person but he just said it he said the wrong thing and and uh, i mean I, I it was a huge mistake i think in terms of that you have to be careful how you say things i always go back to the jamie fox thing where jamie fox is talking about robert downey jr and tropic thunder and he goes uh, you have to understand that people want to kill you people want you dead just because you're black. So you have to, that has to come into the equation. So where did you come from on this? That's where I'm most interested to, to actually understand your thought process on it. Right. And I mean, <clears throat> you have to, you know, we, because of the medium that we're on, I don't ever propose that anything's taken for granted. So I will say this, even though it hurts to even say this, of course, 
I don't condone anything that he said. I don't, I'm um, sadly not that shocked by what he said. Uh, But here's how I, how I looked at it. Not how I took it. It is the situation is coming gone. I don't think uh, Liam Neeson is a threat to black men, but I do think that that mentality, I do think that there are a lot of angry men that we saw marching down the street in Charlottesville chanting the Jews will not replace us. Uh, the people that committed hate crimes against the uh, the actor uh, that was in, uh, Je- what's his name, Jesse Smollett. I, I'm so bad with names. I'm like, I'm turning into my dad. Um, but, you know, th- that that anger is used to recruit uh, young white nationalists. That anger comes from somewhere. And whether he meant to or not, Liam Neeson gave us an insight and an opening to explore and and, and dissect that anger. And you never get a chance to do that because no one ever freaking admits to it, especially not a professional, especially not a famous person. So for as much as I completely understand the pushback that he got and the, 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 the obvious pushback, I think that, and I, I think that we could be missing an opportunity to explore where that mentality comes from. Why, he thinks that one black man is no different from another. But, but, but he, he and I'm not defending because I, I think it's I, I he li- he literally says he was out of his mind. And you think you th- and he he then later said that if it had been, you know, and it let's say it's just a French guy or something like that that he'd have been after every French. Do you think personally uh, from your point of view and and, and it sounds like you do that there is a black white thing there that it's you think that well things will always be with will, will always every situation is instantly different when there is a black white dynamic because of when it's reasons. some even when it's somebody who does you think it's even when it's somebody who doesn't look like you it's easier to project that or very, it's just very much so i mean okay. look we yeah, I, are i agree i think know, so we are all very tribal yeah. And, you know, I don't think if uh, if a hot, white, six-foot blonde uh, robbed his mother's home, that he would have been going to every, knocking on every sorority door trying to kill a girl or trying to beat one up or exact mm-hmm. revenge. Um, but what I do think is that, and this is where um, he and I kind of converge and diverge at the same time, I have a unique insight in this and that somebody in my immediate family uh, was sexually assaulted uh, by a person of the same race. And my first thought as this person was telling me this information 20, no, 20. Yeah, 25 years later, no, maybe 45 years. Yeah, 45 years later, as this person was talking, I was casually and calmly trying to get enough information out of them to lock down just a square mileage of where this person could still be living. And I was going to get on a plane and go murder this human being without a doubt. I'm talking to you as casually as I was thinking about it or as calmly, not casually. Um, but that was my first thought too. Uh, it didn't have to do, I wasn't going to kill every person of this race, 
I was just going to kill this person. And when I say kill, I'm not saying that facetiously or, or trying to sound like a tough guy. I was going to do everything in my powers to take this person's life until I found out that they had already passed away in jail a decade before. Um, so I do understand that blind rage. I've felt that. I have felt that. I don't, uh, I don't condone my, my thoughts, but I understand where that came from. I don't condone his thoughts, but I understand where that came from. Now, where we diverge, remember I said I love to live in a world that a world that involves commas. Where we diverge is that I was not looking for every person of said race. I thought that was a very unscrupulous way to go about that. I thought that was so strange that like because one person did it, now everybody. Right. It's 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 insane. The only thing that to me. It's totally wrong, right? It's wrong on every level. But the he he, he knows he wasn't he wasn't thinking clearly, right? He obviously wasn't thinking clearly. But there's I guess it's what you're saying is is there's a little piece somewhere that said this person who's not like me, I'm going to get them. And I think yeah, I, I mean I get it. I, I, it. It's one of those things. It's like trying to think of infinity for me. When you, you ever do that, where you try to think of a like, what is infinity? What is it actually? Can I, could I ever comprehend it? And I, I, I can't because I haven't been there to know the that side of it in in terms of just people. Another friend of mine and I always have this talk. He's black, and we always have the talk. He's like, I never understood why people wouldn't like you just because of what you look like, but they do. And but I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't experience that every day. You know what I mean? I, as much as there might be somebody, you know, pe people say there's all these kinds of backlashes if you listen to a conservative radio and whatever. I think there are, there are some, you know, there are some things where, uh, you, you know, there can be some negatives in, in the world of being white, but it doesn't, it doesn't add up to the time and all the everything that a person of color has to go through every single day of judgment for no reason from certain people, not everybody. And remember that's what not everybody people don't always do. It's not everybody, but there are people in particular every day you probably go past and there's, and it might happen for a white person in a, in a black neighborhood too. There's judgments and stuff, but it, it makes, we can't even fathom. We don't even understand why, right? We don't, we don't get it. What, what, what's the, but that's where you know, I, 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 when he says he was out of his mind, I just, I guess to me, it's, he was completely out of his mind and nothing made sense anymore. But when you're talking about it, it's, he was out of his mind, but there's a little thing in there that while he was out of his mind, this is the reason he was out of his mind. And this is what he went to, so, which I, I, when you start talking about it that way, I'm like, yeah, I, I get it Al. I, I, I do. So I don't know. Well, yeah. I mean, I, again, you know me, Frank. My, uh, no, I think you're. I think you're as level-headed and as you, thoughtful, and you always try to think on multiple levels of a thing, and not only come from even your own personal experience, which is the same thing I try to do. I come from, try to come from, and think, what was, what would this person experience? It's just tough sometimes when you have never actually had that experience, and another group of people has it over and over and over. Right, and I mean, you know, for anybody that's like, you know, questioning my motives are why I would say that I would say that my entire existence besides to raise Brown children and put them into the world is to be willing to have uncomfortable conversations to hope to propel and propagate 
the society forward. And the only way that you do that, whether it's a relationship with your wife, with somebody that owes you money, with your boss, with somebody you want to date, with somebody who's done you wrong, is to have a an uncomfortable, unpleasant conversation because otherwise you're wasting each other's time. So the fact that he said that makes me willing to have uncomfortable conversations with him or with anybody that's willing to be honest enough about that. And and to, for me to question, you're allowed to say to my brown face that I wasn't taught that black people were equal to me. That's uncomfortable, but you know what? Damn it. Now we're talking rather than exchanging platitudes. Let me ask you this. Why, why do you, you and I, I don't think I don't. And, and I have this with some other friends, people of this. trying to think if I have this with white friends but but people of color definitely why why can we talk so easily about it i don't worry about you being offended when i say something because you know where i'm coming from i just worry about other people thinking oh this is what he really means no i don't because we're just, comics that's is that period. what it is that's why we're, we're it i said people are tribal and in comedy a- our, our tribe is comics and everybody else and so you and I can speak more freely. You can tell me things. You can you can call and 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 complain about your hotel in Hawaii and be like, yeah, I stayed there. That happened to me. Where somebody else would be like, who cares? You're in Hawaii, you know. So it's like we we can just talk about things. No different than doctors or you know ball players. Like they have complaints that only uh you know that's their tribe. So I think that's why you and I have that connection. Almost it's a different connection than even you would have with your wife or your kids. Now, is your tribe um, he who hides behind microphone? Oh, damn it. I rotated. I got comfortable. (laughs) You do. Maybe you need to rotate that. I thought Liam Neeson was coming. (laughs) I'll get you, you (laughs) microphone hiding bast. This is a tale of two podcast. I loved it. Well, you know what? We went very, we went very far. We uh, there's one more topic we're going to get. I'll, I want to see how we can do on this because we went so heavy there, which I think was great um, because I uh, got perspective. And to go from Girl Scout cookies to Liam Neeson <laughs> is <laughs> I didn't know if we could come back from it, but we're already giggling. So that we've we've moved to the next thing from such an important and uh, heavy situation. Life, let's man. let's let's end this uh, lightly. Um, Donald Trump. No. Uh, you did. You did want to, You had one crazy, silly kind of thing that you wanted to do. What was the Chris Brown thing, first of all, and then we'll finish oh. up with the AAF football. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, basically, uh, Chris Brown uh, has beef with a rapper named Offset. He's a member of the famous group the Migos, and he is mar- He was married to Cardi B. They had a very public split. So Chris Brown and Offset started arguing. You're on explaining Instagram. this to the audience because I know all this, right? <laughs> yes, of course. I know. I know you're well versed. So Chris uh, Brown and off and Offset began beefing on social media as all beefs start, and Chris Brown then took it to his concert and posted his personal home address and told Offset to come fight him there. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to ask. Uh, <laughs> Liam needs no. <laughs> I wanted to ask. Any, uh, if 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 anybody that's inside of Frank Caliendo could give him advice, who 
Would you have? No, you were, we're talking, we, and we'd gotten, we'd gone back and forth a couple. Then we'd said Donald Trump because, of course, what would I do? I'll tell you what I would do, and this is a tremendous thing, and this is what anybody would do. I would give, I would give Offset, who does a tremendous job. I, I, <laughs> I love, I love when, I love when he, uh, he, he spits out lyrics, um, when he, when he busts a beat. I, I would give him Nancy Pelosi's address. That's what I would do. And tell him the offset, Mr. Offset, because I'm trying to be very cordial. I'm saying, Mr. Set, what I want you to do is come meet me and in parentheses, Nancy Pelosi's office and see what happens. She'll probably have something in her teeth and she'll be giving a clap that she doesn't really mean. <laughs> that is brilliant advice, Mr. President. I, it's all I've got. I've got that. But then... I would tell Nancy, you know how you fix this with offset, Mr. Set? You build a wall <laughs> and he won't get to you. That is that is the perfect way to, to... If I wanted to, I would find Nancy Pelosi. I would <laughs> No, sorry. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. We're not even going to get to the AAF. We were going to talk that football thing. I think we've we've hit enough because I didn't think we could come back from the serious talk. We turned it around. Not turned it around because I thought that was important talk, actually. So, we had to do it. That's what we do here, man. I love it. Yeah. Uh, so subscribe. AlanFrank.com gives you all the information. At Al Jackson IG for Al on Instagram. And for me, at Frank Caliendo across the board. At Alan Frank on all the platforms. Um, and like I said, subscribe and uh, be friends with us. Be you our gonna, friend. You got anything else? That's it, brother. We'll save the. Uh, we got another for the next podcast. We got two sec segments already. We've got uh, Morgan Freeman reads at least one letter to you from. Um, uh, Nancy Pelosi, no, uh, <laughs> from uh, a, the Girl Scout troop leader, and <laughs> <laughs> Den Mother, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we, uh, what did I say? We did the, we got the Morgan Freeman reads the letter, and then we also have, uh, we'll talk about the AAF, which is a pretty cool new football league. I look forward uh, to. I'm gonna, I'm gonna really uh, bone up on it tomorrow, and. I'll be ready to go or whenever you want to do the next one. Yeah, sounds good. All right. Thanks, Al. All right, Len. Love you, buddy. Love you, too. Bye. Hey, you still there? No. Neither am I. <laughs>